the hours after issuance, see dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Monday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Jose Tovar, our producer today. Uh, it is our pleasure, after Hoop There It Is, with Mark Wise to bring in the Gator Athletic Director, Scott Strickland. He is here live in studio. He is here for the hour, and he will take your questions, calls, and comments, 392-8255. You can also email the program, srussell at wruf.com. Scott, thank you, and Happy New Year to you. Thank you, Steve. Hope the uh, year's gotten off to a good start for you. It has, uh, and uh, to rip, I know the outcome wasn't what you wanted, but what a great crowd the other day with Kentucky here, an improved basketball team. That's good to see. Too. Yeah, there's a you know it's a fun team to watch. Yeah, that was a really tough one. Um, that uh, you know those, that was an opportunity for us to, to get a, a great great win early to start conference play. But uh, you know we got eight we got 17 more of those to go and and a lot of great opportunities. Big road game uh, in Oxford Wednesday and then uh, back here in the O Dome and be great to have another good crowd for Arkansas on Saturday. All right, so this is your time. Scott is here live. You want to talk to him? You can call us or email us. Some emails already. Um, Marshall says, uh, season hoops ticket holder, beginning with the first year of the O'Connell Center, the exact tech we model put us in tight chair backs that lean away from the court, causing the immediate jump to your feet more difficult. My opinion, that led to alumni not in the club to not be as responsive. Hope we don't make the same mistake with new football seats. There you go. Okay. I, um, you know, I, I, Number one, I think uh, the O-Dome is really – Exact Tech is really nice. I got here right at the end of, of that, that process. It was opening, right? And so um, I was at some O-Dome games in the uh, old configuration. But uh, certainly anything we do with any facility, including whether it was you know baseball, softball, or upcoming with the Swamp, um, making sure the fans have an opportunity to, to create a great atmosphere is going to be really important. Uh, boy, I, I have an email here. Mike, th- I, I can't possibly read this. This is like longer than War and Peace. So if you're going to email uh, for Scott, just, just get us something that you know we can, we can get on here, uh, and we will do that. Uh, I do have one here. Larry says, Hi, Scott. Happy New Year. Thanks for appearing on the show. I don't think anybody would dispute that college football is in the state of disarray. 76 million coaches buy out. Uh, 63-3 Orange Bowl score. I'm guessing there's also widespread belief college football needs a transformation. What role in that national transformation do you see for yourself and President Sass? Uh, yeah, Larry is right. There's uh, Obviously, we're in a, uh, a, a, a period of sea change, if you will, in college athletics with NIL, Transfer Portal, um, the, the lawsuits that are ongoing that are going to have a dramatic impact. Um, really, uh, to answer Larry's question, the, the role the University of Florida is going to play is, from a leadership standpoint, is members of the SEC because a lot of um, the the decisions that need to be made really need to be made at the conference level. And uh, obviously, we're fortunate to have a great commissioner in Greg Sankey, and and uh, we're a league that uh, a lot of people looks to for leadership. And um, you know, Florida has a big voice within the SEC. Uh, uh, you know, and and we you know it's a strong group that works well together. Let's get uh, Bernard on the phone here. Bernard, hello. 
Hey, Steve, a happy belated birthday to you and, and Scott. Scott, I think that with the facilities, since you've been here, you're doing a tremendous job. I know that sometimes, uh, to be honest, it can be a thankless job. You know, you get blamed for things you have no control over. But I'm an avid Gator fan. I graduated in 1981. I just have to ask this question, and I want, it's not a question. I'm going to come in, and I want you to uh, come in on it. this narrative that I still on the message board is that the UAA is not perfectly aligned with, and that's one of the reasons that we're having problems in our football program is that there's some holdovers from Jeremy Foley's tenure at Florida, and they think one way, and it's not forward thinking. It's like, for example, Mark Hart is no longer strength and conditioning, but because I, from what I'm hearing, I may be incorrect, He's owed two years on his contract. You 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 have to find a place from here. You guys don't like the uh, pay bows and, and all this kind of thing. And that you're not all in on having a championship caliber football program. So I, you know, I, I would like for you to come in on that, please. Yeah, yeah, Bernard. Bernard, I, I appreciate you bringing that up. That is uh, that cannot be further from the truth. There's. Um, uh, we have one goal we talk about in the UAA, and that is we want to create a championship experience with integrity. And um, we don't talk about there, – there's not a lot of buts on that, right? You know, we don't say we want to create a championship experience with integrity only if it, you know, if it if it's affordable or only if it's, um, you know, if it's if it fits with a certain, a certain uh, approach or a certain opinion. Uh, we want all of our coaches and all of our student athletes to be successful. And, and the, the, the situation you referenced with the, in the strength program, that, that's, just, that's just flat out incorrect, right? What you described is not accurate. And so people who are propagating that are just making stuff up. And so you just you need to be careful. Uh, you know, if I wouldn't get your medical advice from the Internet because it probably wouldn't be uh, very good for your long-term health is what I'm saying there. But um, 100%, you know, we are we do everything we can to support our coaches and, and um, support our athletes, and that will never change. So, Steve, oh, Scott, I guess I'm going to say this. I'm okay, I've got to be quick, Bernard. I've got a lot of people uh, to get through here. I'm very – I'm a very positive Gator fan. I'm always positive, but sometimes, you know, there's negativity. But I'm going to stay positive, and I want the Gators to be the best they can be, man. You, you take care and continue doing a great job. Bernard, okay. I appreciate Thanks, the Bernard. call. Thank you, sir. Steven says, uh, I think it's exciting, Scott, to have Texas and Oklahoma coming to Gainesville in all sports in the future. Your thoughts? Absolutely. It's, you know, this was announced in 21 that they were coming, and, and it's been a long wait, and here we are. In the fall of 24, we're going to get to see it for the first time. It's Those are two programs that fit the ethos and the culture of the Southeastern Conference. We talk about it just means more. Uh, but, you know, when you think about that, Texas know you f- fit right in with the rest of us. Uh, our football team gets to go to Austin in November, which will be uh, the first time we play one of those two in that sport. But obviously, you start thinking about some of the other matchups because of the caliber of their programs. You know, Texas has won back-to-back national titles in volleyball. Um, uh that we're, that we're, you know, Mary Weiss's team is going to get to go up against them on a regular basis. Uh, gymnastics and softball and baseball and you know basketballs. It's it's uh, it's going to be great uh, competition. Uh, it's going to make the SEC only that much stronger, and it's what makes our league great. Uh, I know somebody will probably ask this, but I'll do it. Any update with the swamp? And you, you hired the firm. Anything? Any yeah. update you can bring? Yeah, we've hired the architect firm, and and um, I, there's an 
I would like to address a couple things. And um, there's a narrative out there because of, you know, we've been studying what to do at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium for several years, even going back pre-pandemic. And I think at one point we've mentioned that there there's a possibility we might have to reduce capacity. Um, that is not the goal. The goal is to allow the, have be in a situation where this, we can have the same number of Gator fans that have been coming the last 30 years be able to continue to come. So in a perfect world, we don't impact capacity negatively and we're able to still be at the same number. Um, we also understand that uh, this is a, the swamp is a bit of a public trust, right? It is such an iconic venue. And you've heard me reference Fenway Park and Wrigley Field and mm-hmm. Lambeau Field. Mm-hmm. And ironically, the design team we selected that was selected to, that we're going to begin working with is Crawford Architects out of Kansas City. They actually worked on Lambeau Field. And so if you follow the NFL, uh, you, you remember Soldier Field in Chicago used to have those iconic columns that you could see yes. from the field. Yes. And they renovated that stadium you know, 15-plus years ago and I think really messed up what makes it iconic, right? It just feels like a, some kind of modern stadium. Yeah, They've stadium. lost the uniqueness of it. Yes. Um, whereas Lambeau, the Packers – they had this this historic stadium, which happens to be the oldest in the NFL, and they renovated and updated it, and it feels like it's always felt. It's just uh, they've they've done some upgrades, and and almost uh, the term that I think of is more of a restoration. That's what I see us doing with the swamp. It's why we selected Crawford because they understand how important it is that we keep the the uniqueness of the swamp, the wing walls, the proximity of the fans to the field, not putting a bunch of chairbacks everywhere just because uh, because that does take away from what makes it unique. So um, we're going to be very careful, uh, whatever we do, and we don't really know exactly what that is yet. We'll start these plans here in the next 8 to 12 months. We'll have an idea that we'll be able to bring the Gator Nation and say, hey, this is, this is the vision. And uh, that's, that's going to be significant because, obviously, it's, it's the most important uh, facility we have. Well, uh, segue to Alan's call. Alan, hello. Good, good afternoon, um, Scott. I, my name is Alan. I live in Atlanta. And um, my, my family, we've had uh, season tickets since the, the late 80s. And um, as a longtime Gator fan, sat in, a lot of, sat in seats a lot. Um, I'm, I'm one of the crews that's excited to hear about um, upgrades to the stadium that are being proposed. I don't have a lot of specifics on it. Um, I'd like to hear more about um, what type of improvements um, you're working on. And I, I just caught the tail end of your answer on the other call. So um, I, I, anyway, yeah, I, I just I, want I, you to know there's a, lot of, there's a lot of pushback, but I'm, I'm in the group of people that are saying, yes, please, Make some improvements. Give yeah. us some chair backs. Uh, you know, give us some nicer uh, facilities in a lot of different ways. Um, it's important to the long term, from my perspective, to the long term success of Gator football. So, yeah, Alan, I, and, and you, what you just speak spoke of is um, is is part of the challenge. It's actually a fun challenge to try to figure out is how do you uh, how do we maintain the unique environment in the swamp and at the same time. Um, make sure that it's going to be around to benefit generations for years to come because there there's some there's some some issues that need to be addressed 
some safety issues to, that need to be addressed. Um, we don't have enough gates for the number of people we're putting in there. Uh, our concourses aren't big enough. We don't have enough restrooms. We don't have enough concessions. Uh, we need we need handrails down the aisles. We need wider aisles. Uh, we need to we need to uh, update and spruce up all of our current premium areas. We need to look for ways we could add additional premium areas. But we also, as I said, need to make sure that we we keep it. Uh, a really tight, loud, intimidating place for the Gators to play in. And so, Alan, I, I, uh, I, I think we're going to be able to uh, satisfy both of those groups, if you will, the people who, who you know, don't are scared that any change will take away from what makes it special. Uh, I, think we can, I think we can keep what makes it special and at the same time provide some amenities and some uh, a better overall experience that people are going to be really happy with. And, and again, if you are a fan of some of these uh, these uh, teams in pro sports that have that have done this, and I mentioned Wrigley Field and Fenway because they are such good examples, where they went in and they took 15 uh, foot wide concourses and made them 50 foot wide and added all these other things. But you walk on the concourse and it feels like it's been there from from the start of time. As far as it doesn't feel different than what it's always been. That's just one small example, but I, I think we can. I think we can thread that needle, and it's going to be exciting to to give it a shot. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Scott. Thank you, Alan. Appreciate the call. Uh, and quickly here, well, let's let's take a break. Twelve seventeen. Time check brought to you by Hayes Generally More with the Gator Athletic Director Scott Strickland. He's here for the hour. Your questions, calls, and comments. ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WYUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline Travel Hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. 802-341-4542. 802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. Remember back when you learned how to ride a bike? You needed courage, determination, and some band-aids for those bumps and bruises. But when it was all said and done, what you really needed was balance. At Radiant Credit Union, we're paving the path for your financial future with our balance transfer offer. Right now, you can transfer your high-interest credit card debt to our Radiant Visa credit card with a super low intro rate, plus no balance transfer fee or annual fee. Visit radiantcu.org balance and start saving today. Federally insured by NCUA. I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Melden Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself and I gave him a call and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000. At Melden Law, we won't back down. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. When you roll the Charmin up just south on the party, this is more so roll it back, everybody. Charmin's irresistibly soft and hella nice. The creep is always sucked. It's our party wine. She's crushing in the Charmin Ultra Soft is irresistibly soft and more absorbent, so you can use less. Enjoy the go with Charmin. 
the WRUF radio app. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Welcome back. 392-8255, the Gator Athletic Director Scott Strickland is here to answer your questions, calls, uh, and comments. Uh, Adrian says, after three-plus years of NIL, two different football coaches, two different collectives, has your opinion changed relative to the role of the UAA, university, and even yourself having uh, regarding the approach with NIL? Well, I'll even start with this. Scott will elaborate. There isn't much the UAA can do because they're not allowed to do it. Yeah, I was, I, I was. That's right, Steve. I was going to say we, um, UAA is doing everything to the fullest extent that uh, the rules allow. Um, the UAA cannot collect money and give it to the collective. Um, so there's, uh, we we can't give money that you know from tickets or anything else to the collective. What we can do is we can. Um, we can make sure that Gator fans understand how important having really good NIL opportunities are for the success of all of our Gator teams. And, uh, you know, you come into our venue, there's going to be a video about uh, how you can contribute to Gator Collective with our athletes talking about why it's important. You know, we're giving them that platform to do it. Uh, I have spent a lot of time, our coaches have spent a lot of time on the road meeting with potential donors for Florida Victorious. Gator Booster staff has been out. All of the, do- all the, all the people who give through Gator Boosters, our booster staff has communicated to them, hey, here's another opportunity, a way you can help the Gators. And um, we can't sign the gift agreement if you want to give, but we can connect you with the staff from Florida Victorious, and we can explain what it, what it all means. So there's, uh, I actually think we have quite a bit of alignment and uh, so, uh, the the if there's a narrative out there that that's not the case, it's 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 probably just coming from frustrations because uh, our record's not what we want it to be right now. Let's go back to our phones. Hey, Art, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Okay, Scott, I have a question for you. Do you think you're worthy of your salary, and if so, why? Art, I um, I, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about that. To be honest with you, I. But you know, I, I see a clause. I see a clause in your contract that gives you over two hundred thousand for media availability, and you're never out and about talking about the football team. All the fans are upset, and and you're nowhere to be found. I mean, explain. I I haven't turned down any media requests, Art. So I I, I I'm a pretty available. I talk to the media, uh, at basketball games, home events. Um, Steve asked me to come on. I had a conflict last week. I'm here today. I uh, I don't okay. hide. I get that, but the but the team is doing terrible, and people want to you know some reassurance, and 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 nobody's hearing anything, and they got a hundred million dollar football facility, and and they're not as they're not as good as they were before they had it. So I want things to go well. I wish everybody the best, but I just I want to hear your explaining. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Thank Art. Uh, let's uh, we got Sai uh, says. Oh, I'm sorry, Ellen. Um, here equipment is moving for next season's gymnastics meets. That includes moving the floor exercise to one end of the arena. Wondering if this will allow the best fan view for all in the O'Connell Center. Floor exercise is the event everybody wants to see. Moving the floor to one side would likely make viewing the marquee event harder 
the, for the majority of fans in the arena. Right. So she uh, she is correct. There is going to be a, a reorganization of the of the apparatuses uh, in order to provide more seating. So we're going to be able to bring out a section of seating so more people will be able to come. And obviously, gymnast, gymnastics is incredibly popular, what Jenny and that program have done. So uh, there is going to have to be a, a, a moving around of things in order to accommodate more fans. And, uh, the, you know, the uh, uh, I, I, I believe we'll do it in a way where people will still be able to, to, to see everything and, and have a really good uh, interaction with the programming. Okay, there you go, Ellen. Uh, Greg, welcome to the show. Hey, uh, Steve, enjoying it and enjoying what you do, Scott. I appreciate all your hard work. I haven't been in the baseball stadium, but I plan to go this uh, spring. Great. Um, my question for you, Scott, is is this. is I'm not a lawyer. I'm the son of a late lawyer, but I'm not a lawyer. Why can't I go buy a Gator jersey and go into Champs or whatever, You know, not picking out a, a retailer, and go in there and see a sign that says 10% of your football jersey purchases will go to the NIL? Just to simplify it, and I'm just using football or basketball. Well, when you buy a jersey with a player's name on it, that player is getting a portion of those jersey sales. Okay, so that's what it was originally for, right? NIL. Correct. Okay, so why can't we do something with, like, men's Gator basketball jerseys and say, you know, I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there. You guys own the rights to the Gator things. I was actually going to sell buttons one time back in the day, and I had to go in there and, and get all this legalese paperwork done and stuff. I ended up not doing it. But my question to you is I just think if you guys could do some kind of – Co-op. I mean, everybody. Two, two companies are doing co-ops all the time, and then combine it with the NIL. I just think it could produce a lot of fruit for you guys, and maybe just extra, you know, million here, million there. But just an idea, and I appreciate your hard work, Scott. Thank you, Greg. I, I, Greg, what you're describing is it happens now if the player's name is on it, I, and I don't know if he's off now, but I don't know if he was asking uh, if we would share. A portion of a of a generic Gator shirt, if you will, that doesn't have a player name, and the instability rules are pretty clear that that is not allowed. But if it does have the player's name on it, the player is getting a share of that, which is you know the kind of the if you think about the Tim Tebow phenomenon that yes. you know Tim could not share in that back in the day. Uh, if Grant, if if someone sells number fifteen with Mertz on the back, Grant Mertz is getting a portion of that today. Yep. Another thing that I've gotten calls on. Uh, Oh, 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 Let me. I, I believe you can go to FloridaGators.com, the, the the online team store, and you can actually select which player's jersey you want. So oh. if you can't find it at retail, uh, at a, in a store, you could actually go and order it online with the player specific player's number you want, and um, and that player again will get a portion of that. Oh, okay. Um, I've gotten some calls on this, Scott. I think there's some confusion that I think a lot of people that are Gator fans think. They have to make a choice. Either I give to something like Gator Boosters or I give to something like NIL. They're not mutually exclusive, correct? There's not. And actually, I would tell you that so, so college athletics is unique in our country, as we all know, because the only way that we get talent to join our programs is through recruiting. We don't have a draft. We don't have kids aren't districted like they are in high school or junior high. So recruiting, everything becomes about recruiting. And before NILs, we all know uh, your history of success, your quality of your coaching, your facilities, your fan support, the academics. Those were all important factors that young people were deciding. And if you were weak in any of those, you had, you had something you had to overcome. Mm-hmm. Where NIL now is, is in that group, right? It's up there with fan support. It's up there with facilities, coaching. And if you're, if you're weak in one of those areas – 
then it's going to be harder for you to recruit to the level you want to recruit to. So now there are those who think that recruit that NIL is all that matters. I don't think that's right either. And we've gone through a couple cycles of recruiting now to understand that it, kids don't always follow uh, the highest NIL opportunity, but you've got to be competitive in that space to go along with these other things. And so it's really important that the Gators that it's important to the Gators that Florida victorious is successful. And to the, the, the most efficient thing would be if the UAA or Gator boosters could support Florida victorious directly. And you and we just talked about it. Mm -hmm. That would be the most efficient, cleanest way to go about it. But the NCAA rules do not allow that. And so we have to set up a separate third-party entity outside the UAA, which is what Florida Victorious is, and um, do everything we can to, to educate people as to why we need them to be successful and how they can help. And I'll try to simplify. If, if I had a pool of money, if I had $100,000, I can give $50,000 for NIL. I can give $50,000 for Gator Boosters. Correct. Right? There's and, no and we have a lot of Gators who do just that. They, 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 will, you know, they have some money. You know, in fundraising, at the end of the day, the donor decides how their money is going to be used. And it's the job of the fundraiser or the fundraising entity to explain what the opportunities are to make an impact. And there's no question that um, the Florida Victorious is an opportunity right now for Gator fans to have an impact. D-mail, hang on, get right to you. 1229, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. Gator Athletic Director Scott Strickland here for the balance of the hour. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Cloaked in orange and blue and fortified on the campus of the University of Florida, you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. You can make the decision right now to get lasting relief from that awful joint pain for 2024. Hey, it's Storm Roberts. Don't go another year compromising because of that pain in your knees or shoulder. Call QC Kinetics now. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative non-surgical pain relief. Your body has what it needs to restore and repair that damaged joint tissue, and QC Kinetics can make it happen. No drugs, no surgery, no downtime. The future of pain treatments has arrived, and QC has tens of thousands of satisfied patients all over America. America. People with back pain, hip pain, any pain associated with arthritis or an injury, it's not a Band-Aid. It's a revolutionary treatment that can get you moving again. Get your life back and listen, it's non-surgical. If this is the year you decide to fight back against that pain, take the first step now and call QC Kinetics. Get a free consultation on the calendar today. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Dr. Kim is so, she's spiritually and uh, personally and physically a beautiful person all the way around. That's what I admire most about her and that she's up on the latest techniques and everything that's going on in the field that I feel a lot of confidence, and, and I just, I enjoy being around her and talking to her. How about Dr. Art? Well, I think the biggest thing is that, that he stays so far ahead of everyone else technically. You know, you, you don't worry about what he's doing in your mouth, because it is the best. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. 
What's that sound? That's the sound of Downy Unstoppable Scent Beads going into your washing machine and giving your clothes freshness that lasts all day long. There it is again. It's like music to your ears or more like music to your nose. That freshness is irresistible. Let's get a Downy Unstoppable bottle shake. And now a sniff solo. Nice. Get six times longer lasting freshness plus odor protection with Downy Unstoppable's in-wash scent beads. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Increasing clouds and turning humid highs today in the mid-60s. We'll have a slight chance for a passing shower this evening. Cloudy and muggy overnight with a better chance for a few passing showers tomorrow. Cloudy and windy early. Gusts to 45 miles an hour are possible during the early afternoon when a squall line of storms approaches our area. And those storms could be strong as they pass through. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Football Playoff National Championship presented by AT&T, number one Michigan. This team was focused on winning it all. Who's got it better than us? Number two, Washington. Everybody just collectively just continue to believe our goal is to win a national championship. We're not going to get distracted and forget about that goal. Husky Nation, stand up. Now we're going to the natty, man. The Huskies, the Wolverines. Coverage starts tonight at 630 right here on WRUF. Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver, weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Welcome back to Sports Scene. Gator Athletic Director Scott Strickland here for the balance of the hour. He will take your questions, calls, and comments. 3928255. You can email srussell at wruf.com to ask him a question. D. Mill is next. Hello there. Yes, sir. Can you hear me? I got you. Go ahead. How you doing? Um, so I just had a few questions. All while he was speaking on the UAA, and my first question is: Who controls the UAA if they're not doing enough? Who who controls on hiring and getting old people out? Because we have a lot of old people that was here under under urban and a lot of problems and they're still around so if a lot of things aren't getting handled the way they should why are we making the changes strictly off the of uaa a d-mail give me a, a we have we have an unbelievable staff an unbelievable staff as talented as anybody in college athletics so give me a specific example of something not getting done like under like under foley like like we still foley's still in the building regardless so of give me a specific put. example of what's not getting done don't talk about people talk about something that's not getting done a certain situation, like okay, I heard you guys bringing up NIL, but we're lo- we're we're losing kids, be- not only because of NIL, it's because of bad coaching. <laughs> we're losing kids because of bad coaching, sir. Dmail, I, I appreciate you your I appreciate your you opinion. Know. I appreciate you calling in. Thank you, man. All right, Dmail, thank you. I, I mean, I don't know. Anyway, let's I, 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 let me say this. Let me say this. And I, I um, there's a um, nobody's happy. When we're not winning football games, and it, hey, nobody's happy. We're not. And if we have, we have twenty one sports, and we talk about wanting to be successful and compete for championships and all of them, and if and if if we're struggling anywhere, it's not it's not good, right? We're not happy about it. And so, um, where we have been in football is really a fifteen year process, right? We have been uh, we've had a lot of variance in our results in the last fifteen years. We have not been consistently successful the way we are in so many other programs. 
And um, when Billy Napier was brought in to be head coach, there was an understanding that for us to get back to where we're not just winning, but winning consistently, so we don't have these these dips, we were going to have to take a more patient approach. We were going to have to uh, maybe go through a little bit short-term pain for, for the long-term benefit. And uh, that's what we've seen the last two years, to be honest with you. We've, um, we, we have taken some steps to set us up for the future to be more successful. And I think we're going to be, begin to see some of the rewards for that patient approach. Um, some of the steps that have been taken uh, in the last two years, some of the steps have been taken since the end of this past season, uh, some of the, the changes Billy's made within the program. Um, the fact that we're going to have – a lot of guys in this roster who are, who aren't going to be freshmen and sophomore anymore. They're going to start matriculating through. You know, um, combined, the national championship teams tonight, Michigan and Washington, they have, between the two of them, freshmen, true freshmen and redshirt freshman starters, how many do you think those two teams have combined tonight? I'd say about five. They have one oh. combined. Between the two of them, one true freshman or redshirt freshman starting. The Gators had seven this year, right? We had 15 freshmen and true freshmen on our two deep this year um michigan i think has three i think washington has three that's not an excuse that's just a a, 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 a fact that to get good in college athletics in all sports you have to get old and you have to stay old and um that is we're in the process of trying to get there and I, I believe in Billy. I believe in the kind of guy he is, the kind of people he brings in the program. Uh, I believe the, in the way he runs the program, and I believe he's going to get it done. Okay. Let's get uh, Daryl on with us. Hi, Daryl. How's it going, guys? Good. Scott, I'm, I'm with you a thousand percent. I do believe in Coach Napier, and I think he's going to get it turned around. It's like you said, it's a process. My question is, how does the – you know, we're, we are competitive in a lot of sports on campus, more than other schools. So when you say a collective, when you say the, the NIL – How's that money? Does is it go through the whole program to every sport? Because other schools say may not be, you know, as competitive in say volleyball or softball or something, and they might have to spend or allocate as much money to that sport as far as NIL. How does that work? That's a great question, Daryl. So Florida Victorious is engaged with uh, a little over half of the 21 sports we have on campus. Uh, about 220 or so of our 500 athletes have a relationship with Florida Victorious right now. Um, okay. And so football is a, a big driver for their current activity, but they, they, they're involved with quite a few other sports, right? The, the football, the baseball, the softball, the gymnastics, yep. uh, volleyball, women's basketball. So, um, and as they, they have a vision, Florida Victorious has a goal of, of growing their, uh, their, their donations to the point where they can have a relationship with all 500 Gator student athletes across all 21 sports. They are just, okay. you know, they got announced back in April. They're still a growing business. And uh, as, as we can get more and more Gators engaged with them, they have a chance to reach that goal where they're touching all 21 sports. Okay. All right. I just appreciate that, man. You've done a great job, Scott. Thanks Darryl, so much. Thank Darryl. you. Uh, Sam says, want to let you know I appreciate you coming on the show today, even with all the heated calls, and take time to chat with Steve. Hope you can do this quarterly. He does. I mean, he comes on just about quarterly. Uh, Top Jimmy, hello. Hey, good day, Steve. Hey. And Mr. Strickland, good day to you, sir. Hey, Jimmy. Um, haven't, uh, 
I just tuned in, so I hadn't heard if you uh, if you broached the subject in regard to renovations to the swamp, and if so, what level of renovations are you talking about as far as like uh, capacity uh, and or uh, total? Uh, I, I, personally, that stadium has been there as long as I've been in Gainesville, and I'm 60 years old now. I'm thinking a complete demolition and rebuild, but I don't know. Uh, so that's just uh, just a thought I throw out, and I'll take your thoughts. All right, Jay, um, thank you. We did address it, Jimmy, and and we've we've hired the architect. Uh, we've been studying up to this point. We've actually hired the architect to start the design process. That'll happen uh, over the next eight to twelve months, and um, I, we're <laughs> we we have actually studied what you suggested. But uh, the the thought is, uh, what's unique about the swamp is worth saving there's something sacred in my in, in my mind about what we have and uh, we need to we need to update it we need to enhance it uh, but we need to make sure it continues to stay really special sauce is with us sauce hello hey how's it going good what you got all right so i just joined and um, i just wanted to say thank you all for having me on but i have a couple of questions um one i wanted to touch on the renovations NIL as well as all athletics, not just um, football. <clears throat> but um, I wanted to know, like, what is the vision behind renovating the stadium? Like, what outlook or what goal are you guys focused on right now? And uh, with NIL, what do you guys need to do or what do you guys expect, you know, from fans or just the staff as a whole to, you know, build up all of the sports teams? And my last question is football specific. What can we do? Um, to get back to complete dominance. All right, Sauce. Uh, well, I, I, we've addressed the renovations, uh, and you know, at the risk of repeating ourselves, um, you know, we, there's a lot of things we can touch there. Everything from um, you know how fans enter the gates to what they experience once they're in their seat, and everything in between. And, and we're looking at all that. Um, and again, I think we we discussed the collective piece pretty good as well, um, where you know that. Uh, there's an opportunity for Gator fans to go to Florida Victorious's website, um, s- support that financially, and uh, the the more that we can get people doing that, the more opportunities the Gator athletes are going to have, and and the more opportunities Gator athletes have in NIL, uh, the better chance all of our sports teams are going to be successful. Um, and then that last part, I, I, I'll go back to what I said a second ago, where you're talking about the football team. How can we get back to competing for championships? Um, you know, we've got to, we've got to get older as a roster. Uh, there's a few things we've got to, we've got to, we've got to adjust. And, you know, we've hired a new strength coach, uh, from the NFL. Uh, new, we have a new nutritionist coming on board. We've not announced yet, but he's from the NFL. Uh, obviously had a, a couple new, uh, position coach changes that, that has been made public. Um, but at the end of the day, we've got to, we've got to take this group of this core group of kids, which I, I think we've got a really good core group of kids right now. Um, and they're really hungry. You know, I talk to them. They, they have a bit of a chip on their shoulder because they came to Florida because they want to win and they want to compete for championships. Um, we've, got to, we've got to continue to develop them, uh, bring in the talented guys we're bringing. You know, we brought in the top quarterback in the country, National Gatorade Player of the Year, and uh, 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 DJ. Uh, you know, LJ McRae's coming in, probably the top defensive lineman in the country, two of the top linebackers in the country. We have a lot of high-end talent coming in. And I think it's just uh, we've got to continue to grow that. And as I said earlier, I, I believe that uh, we're going to be, we're going to be re- rewarded for the patience we've shown here. 
All right, Sauce, thank you very much. Uh, well, we got a lot of calls to take and only one more segment to do it and a lot of emails as well. One from James, quickly. With NIL, is there any opportunity to have Title IX restrictions reevaluated to allow for more men's sports? That is a federal law, and so it's not as simple as the SEC or the NCAA changing that. And, and um, it is a consideration as we allocate funds to make sure that we are in compliance with Title IX. And Rodney says a football season ticket holder for 42 years, seats are too small tailgate group and the people who sit around me feel the same way. Hope we're going to address that in the renovation plans, which is going to be yes. addressed. Yes, for sure. 1244, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We've got literally five people waiting to talk to Scott. So when you call, just get to your question pretty quickly so give Scott a chance to answer, okay? ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. It's happening with the Gator Nation. Hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Melvin Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself and I gave him a call and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000. At Melvin Law, we won't back down. Nothing but net. He hit that from deep. That was from another time zone. If you weren't here, you wouldn't believe it. Not so fast. You can't experience the thrill of a game without being in the arena. Just talk to the pros at Electronics World. Electronics World? At EW, it's a slam dunk. They have all the best gear to give you a seat at midcourt in your own home. TVs and sound from Sony, Yamaha, Marantz. With speakers by Bowers and Wilkins, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. Okay, you've put it off long enough, and it's time to replace that car. But let me make this easy. Visit Select Motor Car of Gainesville. Their selection of quality, like-new cars, trucks, and SUVs is awesome. And on-site credit union financing makes the deals even sweeter. Select now has a full-service auto center, which means additional savings and no-hassle repairs for you. Shop online, then go take a test drive. For the easiest car you'll ever buy, it's time to select selectmotorcar.us. Of course I use Mr. Clean Magic Eraser to clean tough messes off my stovetop and bathtub. But then I discovered I can also use it to easily clean my patio furniture and even my shoes. I'm hooked! And when wipes won't cut it, I use Magic Eraser Sheets. They're thin and flexible erasers, perfect for everyday messes, like gunk on my counters and sinks. They really are magical. The reviews are in. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and Sheets make cleaning look easy. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Scott Strickland, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Okay, because again, we have so many emails. When you call in, just give me your call. Scott will answer your question, and uh, we'll go on. Uh, Jose, who's the first caller here? I want to take him in order here. Okay, that'll be Andrew. Andrew, go ahead. Yeah, it's kind of a silly question. I was wondering if, uh, is your job uh, 
a fun job? Is it like uh, mainly stressful? Or uh, and I was wondering, um, do, you, do you get any perks with the job? Like, do you get to have fun? Like, come out the tunnel with the guys? What's it like? <laughs> All right, Andrew. Thanks, thank Andrew. You. Uh, right, there you go, guys. Different. Is it is it fun and is it stressful? Yes. Um, and yes. And yes. <laughs> uh, I get a I get a good parking spot. That's a perk. Uh, I get to go to a lot of Gator games. That's a perk. Uh, I get to be around. I think the the best fan base in college football. You know, sometimes at a at a at a home sporting event, I'll just stand in the concourse and see if anybody comes up and says hello. And that's always a lot of fun. Just to interact with people who love the Gators. A lot of people have thoughts and ideas and opinions, and they want to give advice, which is great. Uh, that's what makes it really cool. Um, but you know, at the end of the day. Uh, the, the job's about uh, trying to do everything you can to support our, our athletes and our coaches and trying to help the Gators be as successful as possible. When, and when we win, it's a lot of fun. And when we lose, I, I, uh, I'm as uh, disappointed as any fan out there. Jamal, welcome to the show. Yes, yeah, Scott, I have a quick question. You, I, you said something about us being a young team. And when Billy first got here, he always said he wanted to recruit for 25 players each year. We've yet to do that. And we've lost a lot of the players for that first class. I want to know what you know, are we working to get get to the point where we're not losing players and recruiting full classes. Yeah, um, you know the 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 transfer portal. It's amazing. You know, Billy Billy was hired. I think like right when that was all changing, and the model has changed quite a bit because. Um, one of the ways you get older these days is you can go and get kids out of the transfer portal, right? And that and and traditionally, uh, you know, that wasn't the case. Now, I I think ideally you're still building your program through high school recruiting. That's still really important, especially in a state like Florida. Um, but it's it's the model has certainly changed there, and and um, and you know, some sometimes you have kids who who leave the program because they're not playing enough, and and you kind of understand that and. And um, you understand why they'd want to go to a different place. Maybe they have more opportunities. And sometimes we've had it happen. We have guys who are playing, and they they leave. And I, what I would tell you is that is something that every school in college football is dealing with, right? Now, just and not to pick on them, but Alabama a week ago today played in the Rose Bowl, and their starting center, who I think has started for two years, the next day went in the transfer portal. So here he is starting on a team that's won the SEC and is playing in the in the CFP. And he's in the transfer portal the next day. So th- it is it is a universal issue and um, something that uh, the teams that do the better job of retaining their players are going to have the best chance of success. And, and we work really hard at creating a great uh, experience for athletes. And the other part of it is you got to win, right? And that's something we talk about. We're not we're not going to. Uh, we haven't won at the level the Gators need to win at, and we need to we need to find a way to do that soon. Jamal, thank you for your call. Brandon, welcome. Hey, Scott. I got a two-part question for you. Um, the first one is, are you concerned from the admission standpoint where past alumni and even, you know, legacy uh, players where their, um, you know, children, um, grandchildren, people like that, uh, do not get accepted into the university? I can see where that can impact, you know, um, ticket sales, you know, boosters, things like that. I just kind of see that going on now with the emission standards being so high. And then my second question is, is why do we allow the opposing teams the first six to seven rows behind their bench when that's not reciprocated when we go to, you know, other stadiums on away games? 
Yeah, Brandon, uh, the admissions piece is, is obviously uh, a university-wide uh, decision. As we have risen in the rankings, number one public university in the country, that's, that's going to be a part of that. Um, and we do, unfortunately, have some legacies that get impacted by that. And, and, you know, that's unfortunate because those relationships are really important. Uh, but that's uh, not, not to, not to kind of sidestep the question, but really that's, that's probably not a question for the director of athletics. Um, but the, uh, the second one about the visiting seating. So the SEC rules, we have to give 2,000 seats in the lower level between the goal lines to the visiting team fans. Um, and so everywhere we go, we get that. Right, and so we have chosen because of uh, the section where we put the visiting teams in that southeast corner doesn't quite have 2,000. Uh, we've got to put them on lower level somewhere. And candidly, the first two or three rows uh, on that east side are not the most desirable seats. Right, you got football players standing in front of you; you can't really see the field great, um, and uh, the sun's on you. You're surrounded by our students. It's candidly not a great seat. I, ironically, LSU does the same thing. When we go there, we get a strip of, of seats in the first couple rows behind our bench in Baton Rouge. And they're really not great seats. Even though you're right there from a proximity standpoint, you don't really get a great – you end up watching probably the video board to see the game most of the time. Okay. Thank you, Brandon. Uh, Tony, welcome. Tony, go ahead. Okay, Tony's not there. Okay, uh, quickly, uh, Bob says – how can football players get older when many and most of your best players enter the portal? Um, we, yeah, we, yeah, we discussed that. Yep. Uh, Brandon says, uh, what grade would you give the state of the football program at this point? Are we at a level that can be consistent moving forward? Uh, what would be a successful or not successful football season next year? And then he already, you already asked about the best thing about your job you've already kind of talked about. Yeah. Um, you know, we need to, we need to win games. Right, we need. Uh, I, I think we've all been uh, understood the situation we're in, and and we've uh, you know seen the frustrations of, of the last few years, and um, you know I, I think if Billy Napier were sitting here, he'd be the first to tell you we we need to win ball games, and there's you can dig into we got to get better on defense, and that's been you know probably the last four or five years Gator defense is not it's not just that's not been a Billy Napier issue that's gone back a little bit further for some reason. Uh, that's not been there. That's got to get fixed. And uh, if that gets fixed, a lot of things start changing about uh, the results that, that we also desperately want. Um, we're not where we want to be, but I think we are on the path to, to being where we want to be, which is competing for championships. Kenny says, uh, thanks for the show. Thanks for, thank you for the statement of how to grow the program. We have to take a patient approach. Totally agree. We can't have a rotating door if we're to build a foundation. Thanks for hanging in there and uh, being patient. Um, Mike says, uh, don't tell me we don't have the money. If that's the case, why have a huge staff to start with? Thought TV money was supposed to be a windfall for the universities. Can none of that money be used to pay for NIL? Correct. None of, that, none of the TV money can be directed to NIL. Yes. Um, by, by NCAA rule. That's not a UAA rule. That's a, not, a U, not a state of Florida. That's an NCAA rule. And he says, if not, the fans are getting the shaft by having to pay for something they don't want. Well, that's not something Florida. That, that's a, a, an NCAA rule. Yeah, I would contact your congressman. <laughs> uh, uh, BB says, uh, what rules would you implement concerning NIL deals, transfers, and bowl opt-outs if you had the power? Ooh, 
that's a that's a that's a wow that's a lot um you know there there's going to come a day you know every decision that's gotten made in college athletics gets made top down right so the the schools the presidents the ad's the commissioners they pass these rules and in in pro sports uh, the, the 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 league offices can't unilaterally make decisions. They have to make those decisions in conjunction with the players' associations. And so um, the, I, I'm hesitant to say this because of all the lawsuits going on. I don't want to get deposed. But I think at some <laughs> point we need athlete voice in the decisions that are being made because um, right now we are facing – I say we, college athletics is facing all these antitrust concerns – because they're unilaterally making decisions. And so the answer to get away from the antitrust concerns is just say, okay, do whatever you want, transfer as much as you want. And I just don't know that that is healthy or sustainable long-term. And the answer is to figure out a model where you have some structure around player acquisition, talent acquisition, and um, and retention. Um, and it's, it is, we've got three or four minutes here. It's, that's, that's a... Probably an, an hour-long conversation about what all that means. Real quick, you mentioned some of the hires from the NFL. Is college becoming more of an NFL model? Uh, sure. Uh, in a, well, in a lot of ways. It's interesting that uh, you hear college coaches who uh, – come every now and then you hear a college coach say, boy, the NFL would be really appealing because you don't have to worry about recruiting, right? And then you hear NFL coaches who say, you know, college might be really appealing because you get to deal with people younger stage in life and, and you have more of an impact because it's just a business in the NFL and here you get to actually help mold and shape people. So it, 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 we are looking more and more like the NFL, but uh, without the, the structure, <laughs> without the, the draft, with, you know, there's a lot of things that are unique and different about college athletics. Okay, uh, Tony, quickly, go ahead. Hey, quickly, guys. Hey, um, Scott, if Billy doesn't work out, do you think you get to make a third football hire for the University of Florida? Tony, I believe in Billy, and I think he's going to be here a long, long time. Okay. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate it. Uh, Okay. Go ahead and take that real quick, and and we'll try to get it here. Um, And uh, I want to thank you, Scott, first of all, for coming on, um, and I always appreciate when you do it. Anything else? I mean, we've talked a lot about subjects we thought we would talk about. Is there anything that, in the end here, uh, you, you want to bring up? You know, I, I, I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned that because this is something that gets no attention whatsoever, and I know everybody's going to roll their eyes, but it's something that that I think is really important because we are at the number one public university in the country. Uh, it's a challenging academic environment, but uh, our student athletes this past semester had the highest grade point average in the history of Florida athletics, and and um, a lot of you know we have 21 teams; they all contribute to that. But our football program had its highest grade point average collectively in the history of Florida football. And so um, I think that says a little bit about the, the caliber of the young men in the program. And um, to me, people who take care of their business in all phases of their life, uh, you know, and they, they end up being successful in, in everything they do. Um, it tells me that, that that's going to be a bellwether for a lot of good things, good days ahead for Gator football. Okay. Appreciate you being here. Thank you, sir. Gator Athletic Director Scott Strickland been our guest here in Hour 1 of Sports Scene. Hour 2 is coming up. We'll talk about tonight's championship game, who you got, and we'll talk what you want to talk about in sports. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF.